Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. This is Hashem. Today's Amun Maseches Brachas is Memdal Ramad Aleph. 44a, we're beginning with a new Mishnah. We're going to have two sections in today's learning. The first, we'll talk about Iker and Tafel, specifically regarding a salty food. We, spe- we actually spoke about this before, but we'll focus in on it today. We'll speak about the godless of Eretz Yisrael. And the second section we'll talk about is Allah Michya versus Allah Eitz, as it deals with the Chamesha Saminim and the Shiva Saminim, these different foods, specific, special foods. We'll discuss that today as well. So, Bez Hashem, let's get started. Top of the page, Mandalat Amadalaf. If in front of a fellow was brought salty foods, and it was so salty, or initially, it was so salty he needed bread to temper the salty flavor, so they brought bread along with it. So he makes a bracha on the salty item. That would be herring. would be herring. Yeah. And he would exempt the bread, even though the bread is hamotzilach minaretz because the bread is considered subordinate or secondary to the salty food. And the Mishnah says, this is the rule. Anything that is primary and there's a secondary food item only brought it in, in, in conjunction with the first one. And actually different categories of this, but in our case, salty and then another item. Makes a bracha on the primary and he exempts the secondary. So the Gemara doesn't understand the case. What? Mm. Debatable. I don't know if it's so posh. I mean, you ask any Japanese. Because some people eat vegetable rolls. Oh, well, that's the difference. So I'm saying, it, yeah. it, clearly you could have sushi without fish. I mean, it, I don't know that that's true. Okay, maybe it's not sushi, I hear. Yeah. So, what did he, what, so what, did, what did he say? What did he time? He says, you're right. Okay, I hear. It's practically. Is there anything that the, the salted fish or the salty item is the main thing? And the bread is tough. It means the Gemara doesn't quite understand the case. It lechera sounds like you're eating kichel and herring. But if you're eating kichel and herring, lechera the bread, or in this case, should be primary. How can you say it's not primary? The Gemara says we're talking about an extreme scenario. We're talking about a person who ate the fruits of ginaiser. Now I want to explain Rashi and then Taisus is a little bit different. Rashi, yeah. Rashi learns the fruits of Ginoisar, which come from near the fruits that are extremely sweet that grow near the Kinneret, the Yam Kinneret, <coughs> the Kinneret Sea. And they are so sweet that they couldn't be eaten without salt to counterbalance the effects of the sweetness. Mm-hmm. Such a fruit, after it's eaten, needs bread in order to uh, calm the palate. So then you don't make a bracha on the bread because the ginoser is more chashuv and therefore these peros would exempt the bread. Taisvis learns a little bit differently, but I want to mention what he says. Taisvis says, you ate this very sweet fruit. After you ate it, it was too sweet. You probably felt weak from the delirium. We're going to see stories coming up. And you had to eat something that's extremely salty to, to counteract it. Counteract it. <laughs> but then you ate something extremely salty, so you had to eat bread to counteract the effects of the salty item. So Taisvah says if that's the case, so then you shouldn't make a bracha on the salty item either. So he says, if you look at the top Taisvah, it's the second to last 
wide line. The im timer, peres have iker, then the ginoiser fruits are the main thing. Umaliach tafel, and then the salted item is tafel. Veliver chala peres velifter kulu. So just make a ha'etz and exempt the rest of it. Why would you then make a hadama, let's say, on those salty vegetables or fish, whatever it was, afterwards? So he says, either the scenario is he ate the fruits in one place and then ate the salty item in a different place. It doesn't say this clearly, but it sounds like it might be a shunu makam issue. Or, or inami, when he ate the fruits, ginoisar, the salted item wasn't in front of him yet, so it wouldn't exempt it, and that's why he would have to make a bracha on the vegetable or the salty item, whatever that was, but not on the bread. Either way, the point is really is that according to Rashi, the salt was on the fruit, it sounds like. According to Tosfus, it was just two items. You wouldn't make a bracha on the bread because that would be subordinate just to calm the palate. So on this note, the Gemara now discusses these fruits of Ginoisar, which apparently were so sweet. The Gemara actually in Megillah tells us that the reason... What, what I don't understand is, wasn't... Um, what is that? Um, kuta. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that salty? Uh, I don't know. It was a cheese, moldy cheese dip. Uh, cheese is generally yeah. salty mm-hmm. and, and fish. Yeah, okay. So, so, all, all, so I'm saying the Gemara can't think of any food that was salty that needs something by itself? I think it means to illustrate. That's an illustration. Perhaps that would be a similar idea. Perhaps. I don't know. No, but that's what, that's what I think Tosavs is saying. Mm. It's kind of odd. It's, it, 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 I mean, it doesn't say the words, but it's like odd that if it is not salty food that, that needs bread, it's like... Yeah, I guess if you eat generally salty food with bread, they would both be considered significant. So it wouldn't... You wouldn't only make a bracha on the salty food. We're talking about an extreme level to be considered ikar and tafil in that way. Let's go weiter. So the Gemara now says like this. Um, one second, I was just saying something. What was I just saying? Oh, the Gemara Megillah says that the reason these fruits were called ginoisar, for, from, uh, from the kineret, dekala de kinri, they were sweet like the sounds of the lyre, like the harp. That's what they were so sweet. These fruits that came from there, from ginosar, were extremely sweet, but to a, to like a very extreme degree. So the Gemara now illustrates with a couple of stories. Amar Rabba Barbachana, when we used to go following Rabbi Yochanan to eat these fruits from Ginoisar, if we were a hundred students following Rabbi Yochanan, so each of the students would take back with them ten of these fruits because we wanted Rabbi Yochanan to have, we wanted to bring back to Rabbi Yochanan a thousand fruits. And if there were ten students, each student would take a hundred, meaning we wanted to bring back a thousand fruits for Rabbi Yochanan. And each a hundred, a hundred of these fruits would fit in a basket that contained three sa'a. These fruits were very large, very robust. The when we brought these thousand fruits back to Rabbi Yochanan, he would eat all of them. And he would swear delight times that he couldn't eat any food. So the Gemara says that he hadn't eaten any food. So the Gemara says what do you mean he hadn't eaten any food. He clearly just ate something. So he would swear that he hadn't eaten any sustenance. Now what that means to say is it's it's, an, it's this is obviously like a bit of a exaggeration, but what he says it was so delicious that even after eating a thousands of these fruits, he felt like he still hadn't eaten any sustenance, like he could eat so much more. Like Rashi quotes the Gemara Megillah, there's always room for dessert. I mean, it was so delicious that he wanted even more. So how, how does that square with the fact that it was so sweet that you need something salty afterwards? Yeah, well, I guess the agufa, the sweetness makes it that you need something salty, but at the same time, it's so addictive that you want more and more, apparently. 
Rabbi Avo used to eat these sweet fruits, and they were very sweet and fatty, that he would eat until the oils of these fruits or the sweetness of these fruits would ooze from his pores that a fly would slip off of his forehead from that uh, fattiness or that sweetness. Rami and Ravasi used to eat these fruits until the hair would fall out. I'm not exactly sure what this chemical... Uh, the science in that is, but either way, it's an extreme sweetness that we're talking about. Shem ben Lakish have achil ademarid. Shem ben Lakish used to eat these fruits until he would become delirious, like intoxicated from the sweetness. The Amr lehu Rabbi Yochanan ledvenasiya, and then Rabbi Yochanan would have to send a message to the base of the house of the Nasi. Vamishad relay Rabbi Yehuda nasiya baalushe abasrei, and Rabbi Yehuda nasiya would then send soldiers to get Rabbi Shlakish. Rabbi Shlakish was a drunk. And he would, they would bring him to his house. So the point is, we see an illustration of how sweet and wonderful or addictive these fruits were. Now on this note, the Gemara moves on to discuss a little bit of the virtue of Eretz Yisrael, a couple of different stories. He asked Eretz Amar, and Eretz came from Eretz Yisrael, he said, There was a city, a, a, a certain city for Yane Amelach and Haramelech and Eretz Yisrael, which is a place in Judea, they would bring 600,000 dishes or sliced tuna dishes for those who used to cut down the figs from Erev Shabbos to Erev Shabbos. means they would bring an exorbitant amount of tuna in order just for the people who were cutting figs who were working in the fields. So the point is there was a, a tremendous amount of tuna that they were able to excavate. So this is one way that Eretz Yisrael was so rich rich in uh, resources. Kiyasa Ravin, Amar Ravin said a similar idea. There was a tree that Yana Melech had on Hara Melech. That they would take off the tree 40 sa'a of young birds, gozlos are pigeons, from three broods, brechos are different nests, on the same tree every month. A tremendous amount of production. That's the point. This is a little bit of a different note, which is the greatness of the Yichos of Eretz Yisrael, how makbid they were on Kedushas Kehuna. So Rabbi Yitzchak came, he said, There was a city in Eretz Yisrael, it was called Gufanis. There were 80 pairs of Kohanim, and they were married to 80 pairs of sisters who were Kohanis, meaning they were so makbid on the Kedushas Kehuna that the Kohanim would only marry Kohanas, they wouldn't marry anybody less than that. <coughs> so in Bavel, the rabbis checked from Surah till Narada, and they didn't find any similar situation, other than the daughters of Rav Chizda, who was a Kohen, and he married his daughters off to these brothers who were Talmidei Chachamim, the girls were Kohanim, but in Havu Kohani, the boys, the brothers they married that we just mentioned were not Kohan. And the point is, there was no similarity in terms of the Hakpada of Kedushas Kahuna, of the Yichos of Kohanim, like we found in Eretz Yisroel. Now we finish off just with final two points. Amar Rav, kol se'uda she'en bamelach, any se'uda that does not have salt at the meal, ain't a se'uda, it's not a se'uda. You need salt at a meal. We learned a similar memra before, after all of your foods you should eat salt. Amar Rav, yichia baraba, amar Rav, yoichanan kol se'uda she'en basarif, any se'uda that does not have soup in it, ain't a se'uda is not considered a meal. Okay? That's your line, you like the soup, huh? 
Good. Let's go weiter. Okay, now we're going to talk about uh, the Shivas Minim and the Chameshes Minim. So the Mishnah tells us as follows. We actually mentioned this Machlokas prior in the Masechta. Achal anovim v'te'enim. V'rimoinim. If a person ate grapes, figs, or pomegranates. So these are the fruits of the Shivas Minim. Mivarech achareyem shalosh brachas divera ben Gamliel. He would say, Birkas Hamazan, Shalash Brachas, is the first three Brachas of benching, which are Midaraisa. Hatayva Ametiv is not Midaraisa. So he would actually say, Birkas Hamazan, that's the Shita of Rabban Gamliel, following the consumption of the fruits of Shiva Saminim. He doesn't say Birkas Hamazan, rather, he says one Bracha that is similar to the three, because Allah eats, which you say, encompasses the three Brachas of Birkas HaMazan in one. Actually, it encompasses a Toiv HaMetiv, the fourth as well. We only mention the three because they're Dairaisa, and Toiv HaMetiv is Midrabana, but it's also included. Rabbi Akiva, I'm Rabbi Akiva, says, Afilu Achal Shalak, even if you eat cooked vegetables, Behum and that is your sustenance, that's your meal, Mevari Chalav Gimel Brachas, you would also say Birkas HaMazan afterwards. Lecher, we don't pass in this way, though. Now, the second Machlaik is in the Mishnah. Somebody drinks water when he is thirsty, particularly when he's thirsty. Because if you don't drink water when you're thirsty, you're uh, on a diet, you drink a lot of water, you don't make a bracha. So, Mevara Shehakol Niyabidvara, Tanakama says you say Shehakol Niyabidvara beforehand. Rabbi Tarfan, Rabbi Tarfan says the bracha rishayna for someone drinking water when he's thirsty is, We say that as the bracha achrayna, but Rabbi Tarfan says that's the bracha rishayna. My time is Rabbi Gamliel. What is the reasoning of Rabbi Gamliel that he says you say Birkas Hamazon after eating the fruits of Shiva Saminim? The Pasuk says, when we're, go- you know, we're going to have three Psukim in a row. First it says, Eretz Chito Sa'ir Vegaimer, it talks about the Shiva Saminim. The Ksiv, and then we have the second Pasuk, which is, Eretz Asher Lebe Miskenis Toicha Balechem Vegaimer, a land that without poverty you eat bread, it emphasizes bread. The Ksiv, and then the third Pasuk says, Ve'achalta Vesavato Ve'rachtas Hashem Alekecha, you shall eat be satiated, and then bench Hashem your God, which refers to Birkas Hamazan. So Rabbi Gamaliel's shita is that chiyav of Birkas HaMazan references back to the two psukim before. Not only to Lechem, which is mentioned in the second pasuk, but also to the Shivas HaMinim, which are mentioned in the first pasuk. Rabban and the Rabban say that's not a good raya, because Eretz hifsika inyan. In the second pasuk, when it talks about bread, it uses the word Eretz unnecessarily. So it separates to say, Shivas HaMinim, you don't have Birkas HaMazan. Lechem, which is mentioned in that verse, you do say Birkas HaMazan. Rabbi Gamliel responds, Rabbi Gamliel, Nami Eretz Hifzik, and how does he respond to that question? He answers, Ha'umi He says, yes. The word Eretz in the second Pasuk does create some sort of a separation. But it's only separating a particular scenario. If you eat raw wheat, that's what it's saying. When you eat raw wheat, you don't say Birka Samozan after. But it does not mean to separate between the Shiva Saminim that are mentioned prior and Birka Samozan. Rather, you would say Birka Samozan the Shiva Saminim as well. So he maintains his position. Okay, so now we're going to focus in third section here <coughs> and discuss... The Chamesha Saminim versus the Shiva Saminim means the grains versus the fruits. It means there's going to be a distinction now in the language of the brachas. Amr Yaakov Ba'idi, Amr Bichanina. Kos Shehumi Chamesha Saminim. Anything that is of the five grain types. Now, we have wheat and barley, Brows. and then we have what? Browse. Browse? Barley, rye, uh, oats, oats. Uh, wheat, and spelt. So the five grain types. 
So the bracha is shown as mezonos, and afterwards we say bracha achas mein shalosh, which is alamechia. Amar Rabba Barmari, Amar Yeshua Ben Levi, Kol Shehu Mishivas Haminin, anything that is of the Shivas Haminin, meaning it's a fruit, not a grain from those same family, like the Limonim, Te'enim, etc. Patchilam Evarech Barei Priyayetz, initially you say Barei Priyayetz, Ulu Besoif, Bracha Achas Mein Shalosh, and afterwards you say Al Ha'etz. So the Gemara now says, I'm really a bailer of Dimi, my new. What is this bracha achas mein shalosh? Means what is the text of bracha achas mein shalosh for uh, fruits? For fruits of the tree, meaning for dates and figs, etc. You say alo eitz val prio eitz. You thank Hashem for the. This is the after bracha for the. Tree as well as the fruits of the tree. Val of the produce of the field. Val as well as the goodly, uh, the desirable and goodly land. and plentiful. that you bequeath to our ancestors. to eat from its fruit. and to be satiated from its goodness. Rachem Hashem a mercy on your nation Israel. on your city and your holy uh, and your altar. Uh, some change the gears a little bit. But Visivne Yerushalayim, your Kachecha, Mayor of Yemenu, you'll rebuild Yerushalayim, your holy city, soon in our days. And we will ascend inside of it. Visamchenu, some change the gears to here. Visamchenu, Ba, we'll rejoice in it. Kiata Toivumetiv and because you are Toivumetiv to everyone, you're good and perform goodness to everyone. That's actually the Hatoivametiv inside of Al Ha'itz. So the Gemara says, fine, that's the, that's the text of al But the Chamesh HaMinin, now what is the al of Chamesh HaMinin? The after bracha. al of al for that which satiates and uh, sustains. val the produce of the field. Chulei, and then the rest of it, the same format, essentially. The Chaisim, and then you finish off al Va'alamechia. Do you thank Hashem for the land and the sustenance? So the Gemara says, Michtam b'may chasim. So this is an interesting question. Michtam b'may chasim. How do you finish off? Now what's the shayla? So the Mepharshim explain the shayla here is like this. We know when it comes to eights. So this is really a shayla by eights. Regarding ala so you're thanking Hashem for the produce and for the ground. Ala aretz v'ala Now, that's really like one and the same. The land which produces produce, the, the sustaining things. So Mamela the Gemara says is, it's logical you'll finish off that way because it's essentially one thing. You don't generally say a bracha with two separate topics. But regarding fruits, these uh, dates, figs, etc., what are you going to finish off? Meaning for the fruits as well as the land. Those are two separate things. So then what would be the appropriate way to finish off? Is that considered one and the same Indian? So the Gemara answers, Ki of Dimi Amarav, Chasim Barosh Chodesh. We know on Rosh Chodesh we finish off, Baruch Mekadesh Yisrael Varashe Chadashim. That regarding Rosh Chodesh we finish off, Blessed is Hashem who sanctifies Israel and Rosh Chodesh. Now, Lachar, those are two themes. And you don't finish one bracha with two themes. But the answer is the Jewish people sanctify Rosh Chodesh. And therefore, it's like one theme. So, Achamai, what about here regarding fruits? So, Rav Chizda, Amar al Aretz Val Seha. Rav Chizda said, Yeah, you could also finish off for the land and its Peros. Now, key word here is its Peros, because that's also considered one theme. Fruits come from the tree, from the, from the ground. Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yochanan said, Allah aretz vala peros. No, so you don't say it, you just say for the land and fruits. Now, 
Rav Chizda was from Bavel. Rabbi Yochanan was from Eretz Yisroel. Amar Rabbi Amar, Rabbi Amar said, He said, No, there's no question. It's not really a machlokis. Halon, for us in Bavel, we finish off Peros Seha. Vahalahu in Eretz Yisroel, they finish off Peros. So I'm asking for Nachmar Yitzchak, Enu Achli, they in Eretz Yisroel eat the fruits of Eretz Yisroel, Vaanan Mevarchin, and we're going to say Peros Seha. So Elad Gemara says, Epo, switch it around. Rav Chizda Amar, Laaretz Vala Peros. Rav Chizda says, for the land and fruits, meaning, i.e., not the fruits of Eretz Yisrael, but also for figs, dates, etc. Rabbi Yechanan Amar, ala Aretz val and Rabbi Yechanan says, for the land and its fruits, because in Eretz Yisrael, when you eat those fruits, there's a uniqueness that you say its fruits, not just fruits in general. Okay, we actually do employ this, the halacha is lomaisa, for wines or fruits from Eretz Yisrael. You make a little bit of a change, its fruits, or its wine, exactly, dafna. There is a bit of a difference. We're going to stop here. Bottom of Memdalad Amud Aleph. As the Shalom Fekub Memdalad Amud Beis tomorrow. Everyone have a wonderful day.